Hello, and welcome to EdTech Confessions. Sometimes we're embarrassed to admit we don't know how to do something. That's what EdTech Confessions is all about, asking questions and exploring answers. We're here to help. Welcome to the show. We're your hosts. I'm Ann Cosma. I'm Kelly Martin. And I'm Cynthia Nixon. On this episode, we're talking about where we've been for the last five months. You can find our resources at bit.ly slash edtechconfessions. That's bit.ly slash edtechconfessions. Hey, friends, it's been a minute. <laughs> a little bit, a little oh bit. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's been a minute. So it's super fun to be recording another episode of EdTech Confessions with you. And I'm so curious, what have you been up to for the last few months? <laughs> well, I've been back in the classroom, as I mentioned in the last episode, and woo, I, I'm exhausted, but in an amazing way. It's been a great class. It's been a great year. Um, it's just kept me really, really busy, <laughs> as you all know, because most of the people who are listening to us are educators, so we all know how busy it can be. So that's where I've been, kind of in the world of fifth grade math is, is where I've disappeared to. Cynthia, how many years were you out of the classroom in your TOSA coach role? Yeah, I was out for four um, and okay. then came back to a new grade so level, I'm new subject curious. matter. And going back into the classroom, what do you think has been one of your biggest wins or not like a win, but like a, a happy moment or something to celebrate as a success? Yeah, you know, I think honestly, I was I was kind of nervous going back just because it's been a while and I was worried, like, am I going to remember all the things I'm supposed to remember, like, you know, how all this works and I just remember the first day the kids all came in and the kids sat down and you start going through all the things you have to talk, you know, about the first day and all the things. And there was this moment where I was joking around with the kids and it's like, okay, I remember what this is like. Like, I can do this. I, this is going to be awesome, you know, and I just kind of slid back into it. And that kind of is a really memorable moment for me. Like, okay, I didn't completely forget how to do this and it's going to be a good year. Um, and another thing is, is, I, you know, teaching math. <clears throat> all my math teachers are like, oh, I don't need technology because I teach math. And I'm like, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. And now I'm in the classroom, I'm teaching math. And I'm just having to remind myself of those ways that I can meaningfully integrate technology in that way. Um, so I've kind of settled into just a few things. So I kind of feel like I'm not doing as much as I imagined that I would, but I feel like I'm very purposefully integrating what I am doing and that it's gone really well. Um, so that's been a win for me that, okay, I, I'm not trying to do too much too fast and overdo it just because I was the tech girl. Um, but I found that what I am doing is working well and it's been really meaningful for the kids and for me. That's awesome. That's nice. awesome. Cynthia, what tools have you found to be really useful in teaching math? You know, my favorites right now are Flipgrid and Seesaw. Um, and I don't just say that because Ann works for Flipgrid. Nice. <laughs> I really do, you know, for me, <laughs> for me, it's getting more of their understanding out of them because I can't always sit with them mm -hmm. and have them explain things to me. You know, they do all the time, but I can't, I, I can't see every single kid every single day all the time. So having those times with Seesaw or with Flipgrid where they're able to look at a problem and really explain to me what they're thinking it's so much more meaningful than having them do a worksheet and turn it in because yeah, they got the answer, but do I really know how they found that answer? But when they're doing it via Flipgrid or Seesaw, I can really hear their explaining behind it. And then it has this amazing extra blessing of just getting to know my kids a little bit better 
outside of the curriculum, like just their little personalities that come through in these tiny little videos um, has really helped me connect with each of them a little bit better. Um, so I feel like it's been really, really good all around. That's awesome. I, I, that is totally awesome. And I love hearing that. And it reminds me, you know, in my TOSA role, I would always challenge teachers to consider the in emotional investment that students put into worksheets. And that was, you know, kind of made everybody chuckle and laugh. But when you think about it, students don't often emotionally invest in worksheets. But when you give them the opportunity to share their learning in outside the box ways or to create to share their learning. And that's one thing I love so much about about Flipgrid and Seesaw. And, you know, there's all kinds of tools where where students own it in a different way and they have to they have to show their their thinking out loud and that really does help you understand their thought process, whether or not you want to challenge them to go beyond or do some reteaching to help fill in some of the gaps. So it's super cool to hear you talk about those being two meaningful tools that you're using in your classroom. Yeah, it's been it's been really great. And I just sit and listen to their videos and I just chuckle, you know, because those the, the little things that they say, some of them treat it like a YouTube channel and, you know, remind me to hit subscribe and just all the cute little things that they do. But um it, it really does help me understand them better on a lot of levels. So, <laughs> Kelly, what about you, my friend? Five months. What's been going on? You've got a lot going on. Yeah. So you guys know, but I probably most of our listeners don't, that I did have knee surgery um, to repla replace my ACL in August. And then about a month after that, I ended up in the hospital with blood clots in my lungs, which was not very fun, let mm -hmm. me tell you. Um, it's sort of a weird side effect of being sedentary. And so... I've had a slow recovery, but I'm kind of slowly getting back to it. And I've been back at work for a while now and doing some cool things with um, integration and different programs and how we're looking at different things. And it's been really cool to see um, how I have still have teachers that want to make change and have done some serious growth this year, which has been, a, it's been a really good year, even though for me personally, it's been a hard year. Yeah. yeah. That is a big, you know, Finding yourself in the situation of having to have that surgery, I know, um, was a surprise. It happened during the mm -hmm. soccer game, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you went out to go play soccer and found yourself in a totally different situation. So, um, my goodness, friend, that's that's a big event to have happen. It is. And it's sort of been a learning experience about how self-care is really important. And I think I've taken advantage of that part of it is really being mindful of how I take care of myself and don't try to put in too many hours at work. Cause in the end, the thing that matters is my health and my family. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So if I'm not healthy, I can't be there for my family. So I'm really trying to focus on those things right now. Uh, even though we've had some really cool stuff, I spent my three weeks on leave learning how to use Clever. So nice. uh, I don't have to do nearly as much rostering. <laughs> so that was kind of, <laughs> I mean, I went back to work and my superintendent said, you know, well, now's the back to, time to get back to work. And I looked at him and said, I learned a whole new program in the last three weeks. And I, I had, I'd gone through their little learning academy and that's been a really good experience and pushing more teachers um, in Seesaw. I was lucky enough to have Susan Stewart here for my staff development day, nice. uh, challenging teachers with their mathematical practices, what they're doing to support students in that learning and showcasing Flipgrid, Seesaw, some of those tools that we can use to have students showcase their learning. So more and more teachers are using those programs, which is great. 
and I don't have to roster anything. So that's Yay. good for me. It's a win-win. Uh, so it's been a, it's been cool. It's been good. And I don't think people know where you are, where you're living these days. Cause you're just our little globetrotter. <laughs> yes, so what's you going are. On you, Anne? Well, what's <laughs> funny is somebody just messaged me and they're like, what address should I use to send you this holiday card? I thought about just writing Anne comma USA. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds hey, about right. Send that to me. Yeah, Kate said it to me and I was just laughing so hard. So, um, goodness, the last five months for me have been a whirlwind as well. I um, shipped my car from California at the beginning of October over to South Carolina, spent a month with my best friend, and then basically from South Carolina headed south. And um, I am in Miami, Florida of all places. <laughs> um, and yeah, I didn't officially move out of California, but I am spending an extended amount of time working from the East Coast this year, um, essentially just to kind of get f extra family time, especially with my niece, who's, uh, you know, she's like 21 months old now. And um, my sister and her family moved here. And I thought, well, I work from anywhere, and when I'm not on the road, as long as I got Wi-Fi, I can work, so I might as well work from Miami, and that's where I've been hanging out, but the funny thing is, I've really been all over, whether it was a conference in Georgia, a conference in Minnesota, I was on a Flipgrid bus tour in Canada, then we were on a Flipgrid bus tour in Florida, so I have been on the road a lot, which I absolutely love, but the joke is, where in the world is Anne and where she's going mm -hmm. next? So. I know. I never know. Um, I never know. Yeah. I did sneak back to California for uh, four days and I went to a wedding of a dear, dear friend. Um, but it was so, it was like, this is, oh my gosh, California, I'm back. And it <laughs> felt strange, which was kind of weird. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You. It's funny because we text almost daily, but. I never really know where it is that you are <laughs> because when, as soon as I figure it out, you're gone again somewhere else. Like, wait, but I thought you were here. Where's Anne today? So now the question is more of what time zone are you in and when can I text you? Can, can we talk about time zones for a minute? <laughs> They're the weirdest thing. They're the weirdest thing. And, um, I love being one hour ahead in Florida than central time. I, uh, in California, I always woke up feeling behind the work day had, you know, had started for my team. And I was like, I'm two hours over here behind on the West coast. And I wake up feeling like, Oh my gosh, there's all these notifications. I got to get going. What's going on. And in Florida, it's like, I got, I'm an hour ahead of everybody. <laughs> it feels, it feels kind of magical. Um, and my ed tech confession for the day is that I really don't understand who's in what's time zone, what time zone. I always get so confused. <laughs> yes. I have a family that lives in that state. Chances are, I don't know what time zone you're on. So you might want to tell me if you're oh, in Yeah. <laughs> I figure yeah. by this day and age, we've all mastered the like, do not disturb on our phones. You know, when cell phones first came out, you had to be really careful yeah. when you text people. And now it's like, you know, I kind of just figure if you're going to bed, you can turn it off. But you never know. Yeah. And uh, my ed tech confession is more or less a little hack I have learned. I on my Apple Watch have my four corners set 
uh, and one of the corners is central time. So I have a very quick peek. Anytime I need to know what time zone I'm in, that's the big number. And if I want to know what central time is, and the reason I keep talking about central time is Minneapolis is where Flipgrid is headquartered. So it's kind of like office time, if you will, um, just to kind of because of meetings and connecting. I have that set up on my Apple Watch and it's just a quick, a quick, <laughs> you know, I could think, oh, it's only one hour less but sometimes I just want that quick visual. Um, and then I have a bunch of world clocks set up on my iPhone. So I can go into that and know what time it is, you know, in Asia and Europe and different places. Um, because time zones around the world are a very real thing. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, um, when we're setting meetings or training dates, it's really, it, I want to take into consideration, well, what time is that, you know, in Europe, if I'm if I'm looking to make a meeting with somebody, um, I need to consider things like time zones. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good hack. I like that one on your on yeah. your watch for sure. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm so curious, friends. You know, it's been a it's been a while, and the last episode we talked about like summer learning and what you wanted to learn, and um, you know, we've shared some wins and some some learning moments throughout the last five years. Five years. It feels like five years. <laughs> it's like five years. <laughs> months but 2020 is coming and we are coming back with new episodes so to anyone who is listening you know we are going to be coming back and having um some regular episodes released in 2020 but i'm so curious like what's something the two of you are looking forward to as we think about ending not only the year the decade mm -hmm. and launching you know 2020 yeah, you know, for me, I still, you know, back when we did this episode about our summer learning, I said I wanted to learn more about OneNote, and I still want to learn more about OneNote because I haven't learned more about OneNote. Um, but um, I did learn about that plan board thing, and by the way, it's really cool, um, but it just did way more than I needed it to, and every click matters, and I just couldn't. I needed something simpler, so I just have moved back to my Google Doc planning. But um, well, I think OneNote is a way that would save me some clicks, so I really do need to dive into that. And another way is I'm just going to really continue looking into math instruction and ways, not so much how to use technology in math instruction. I mean, I'm using my Apple Pencil and all that stuff as I'm, as I'm teaching every day, um, but really more ways for the kids to just show what they know um, because I really believe when they have to be the ones to explain it is when, you know, a lot of that learning is really cemented for them. So I'm just going to really continue to learn about how I can use technology in the math classroom as far as having the kids really show what they're knowing and in different ways too because they love Seesaw, they love Flipgrid, but I think sometimes they would love something a little different too. So I really am going to be looking into that for sure. Hey, is that a dog? Do we have a new co-podcaster? <laughs> um, I think both my dogs have decided to start barking. So yes, that would be Yogi and Apollo who are, hey. um, I don't know what they're doing. Bark has something. Podcast pets. Podcast pets. Podcast pets. <laughs> So for me, for 2020, I think I'm kind of continuing on the equity focus. Um, sadly, because of my knee surgery, I was unable to see Dr. Pedro Noguera when he was here oh. speaking, which was like planning a party and not getting to go. Oh. But I have seen him before, so I, I'm just glad that I was able to share him with other – that he was able to share. And when I heard it was so incredible in his uh, – he did more of like a town hall format and really spoke to the teachers and they got to talk to him, which was really nice. Um, so I, I believe next month I'll be going to a California department of ed conference in Anaheim called innovating through equity. 
And that will be really interesting to hear from other districts that are making really good academic progress in um, diverse communities. So that's something we're really focused on and giving access to all of our students. So that's kind of my focus probably for 2020. And then just staying healthy and getting hundred back to 100% so I can ski in 2020 because it's or 2020 21 so because I'm not doing it this year so <laughs> that'll be my big that's what I'm shooting for well you live See, in the snow so 21. it must feel so weird not to be able to get out and do that it is so weird and especially because my husband and two sons are already planning on going skiing and we just don't have quite enough well there's plenty of snow they don't want to go yet so um but soon they will all be going and I'm just going to try to enjoy the quiet time I get at home with the barking dogs. There so you go. We'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively quiet, right? Yes. What about you, Anne? Well, I know I, on the last episode I talked about um, like curating my social media stuff, sharing resources with Wakelet. Uh, I love using Wakelet. I use it almost every single day. It's really helped me shift some of my workflows. Um, of course, Cynthia, you mentioned OneNote. I had I did a very big digital cleanup of a lot of my personal content, and I love using OneNote. For me, it truly has going from working in a school district that utilized Google Suite to now um, living in the Microsoft environment. I 100% am obsessed with OneNote. Um, and I work in it every single day. So if you need any tips, you and I can definitely sync on that. I know where to go. But um, something that's really cool, in January, we... Um, I have a few big events that I'm going to in January where there's going to be educators from all over the U.S. And then one of um, the other events is over in London with a global, um, like a global network of folks who are interested in education. So I had mentioned um, digging into some of the Microsoft educator courses along the sustainable development goals. But I am really shifting into like global mindsets in 2020. Um, we have an awesome community of educators around the world who connect through the Flipgrid Fever um, hashtag and community. And um, I feel like I have been learning a ton about education on a global scale in a different way that I, that I didn't um, know about or wasn't as aware as a TOSA in one geographic region. So I'm kind of like going with a global mindset for 2020 and thinking, um, gosh, I have so much to learn about what education systems look like in other places. And, um, you know, calendars are different in other places. And it's it's fascinating to me as I get to know more people um, in, in the community educators every day bring the heart and hustle no matter where you are, no matter um, what school looks like. But I want to learn so much more. Um, and so some of the events that are coming up, I'm super excited to just connect with people and have conversations and learn more about what school is like for them from the different places they're coming from. Um, and so I'm super, super excited about that. That sounds really That's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I said it before, but I'll say it again. A five month hiatus was just that. It was a little blip on the radar. <laughs> Time passes so quickly. But 
Um, I know the three of us, we do sync often. We are in touch every single day. Um, whether we're talking EdTech confessions or biscuit confessions, <laughs> shout out Josh Harris. Um, we talk every single day. And I love, I love the fact that we are learning new things every day. But friends, let's let's make 2020 happen and um let's dream big and have some fun. Yes. So stay tuned. We will be back in 2020 with more episodes. Thank you so much for listening to us and sticking with us through our, our little break there, unintentional as it was. Um, share with us on social media at EdTechConfess on Twitter or by using the hashtag EdTechConfessions. We're also on Instagram. Share with us what you've been learning, what have you been up to, um, and what's next for you? What will you confess? Don't forget to check out our resources at bit.ly slash EdTechConfessions.